Ready Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's money podcast time again. Hi, I'm Don McDonald. Welcome to the podcast about money, about real money and about real ways to make it work harder for you without getting you ripped off or without ripping you off. And remember, you can always call your questions in anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And we do have a couple of calls today, but I want to start with a very basic concept. First, investing is all about the future, right? That's why you invest. You don't invest for today because that would be silly. You invest for tomorrow. You invest for the future. And the future is two things. I know this may sound like quibbling, but it really is two things. It's unknown and it's unknowable. Those may sound like the same thing, but they really aren't because I think All of us understand that the future is unknown. However, we cling to some deep-seated belief that it's not entirely unknowable. If we just work hard enough or talk to the right people, we can figure it out. We can know what's going to happen which is why we visit psychics, which is why we read horoscopes, which is why we listen to CNBC and Fox Business, which is why we go to market experts and listen to those who claim to know what's going to be hot and not in the future. We cling to these mistaken almost mythical, mystic beliefs that the future can somehow be known. But it can't. It's not only unknown. It is unknowable. And if you accept those two precepts, it's going to change the way you look at dealing with money, particularly about investing money and planning for things down the road, for college educations, for buying houses, for retirement, etc. Because if you understand that it's unknown and unknowable, you're going to stop trying to know. Now, you can guess. The future is not unguessable. But guesses are notoriously inaccurate. They really are. Even guesses based on the past don't necessarily follow into the future. So you have to start realizing that all we can do is try to make a reasonable guess based on everything else that's gone before and hope for the best. Hope. The future can be hoped for, but that's about it. So if you're trying to figure out whether stocks are going to go up or down tomorrow, you can't know. Cannot. Not might be able to. No, you cannot. And if you guess right, well, you just got lucky. If you made an educated guess about something like, for example, well, let's see, I'm going to retire at 65 
when should I take Social Security? Should I take it at 66 and a half or 67 or 70 or should I take it early? All of those things are going to involve guesses about things like your longevity. You're going to guess how long you're going to live. That's what we do. We guess. Insurance companies guess. They just do it based on math and they make sure that they're likely to win more than they lose. But it's all guessing. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number, 855-935-8255. Let's take a call. Hi, Don. Um, I have two questions. I hope that's okay, but when to take my Social Security and when would where would be my home for tax purposes? I'll be 60 years old this next spring, and I'll retire in July of 2020 next year. I have no debt, no home, I currently rent, and I have 332000 in various things, a self-directed IRA, defined contribution plan, and a thrift savings plan. Uh, I don't have any Roth savings, and I, I should have $20,000 cash saved by July. Anyway, when I retire, I plan to travel about the USA, you know, visiting my kids and grandkids. And so I won't really be in any one state for more than three months at a time because I'm traveling all over. My expected monthly costs, I, I live pretty simply. I expect them to be around $1,800 a month. Um, you know, that cell phone, gas, car insurance, health share, food, that kind of stuff. Um, my Social Security question is, should I take Social Security at 62 and not dip into my retirement savings very much, or should I use up my savings and take my Social Security at 66? Uh, the other question is, um, just for some background, I'm, I'm planning on doing some house and pet sitting and some wolfing, <laughs> which is working on organic farms for room and board as well as visiting the kids, so I won't have any rent, but I'll be traveling all over the country. So where the heck do I file my state taxes? I currently live in Alaska, but it will not be the state that I'll spend any length of time in when I do travel, and I don't have a home here. But my Alaska driver's license is good for 10 years, so I don't necessarily have to give it up. But I don't know how I can claim Alaska as a place of residence. So if you could help me with these two questions, I would really appreciate it. Thank you, Don and Tom. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, let's tackle the domicile issue first. You live in Alaska, which is great because Alaska is a state with no income tax, not even any sales tax, thanks to oil. So you might want to maintain your dom you have to have a domicile somewhere you have to you got to pick a place you have to maintain it somewhere and that will be the place where you have your driver's license and your car license plates and where you vote that can remain alaska there's no reason why it can't what you can do if you don't have an address now bear in mind this varies a little from place to place, but it's generally the same. You know, the the system wasn't set up for nomads. <laughs> People like full-time RVers have this problem. So what they do is they set up a, a domicile in the place where they want, the place they want to call their home. 
And in your case, let's say it's Alaska. Some people will use a relative's address or a friend's address, but if you don't have that luxury, do not use a P.O. box because a U.S. post office box cannot be used as a domicile. However, you can get a street address from a lot of post office box services. For example, the UPS store in a lot of places has post office boxes with street with a street address. Legally, that can be your domicile because you live everywhere. You don't live any one place for the six months or, or, or more that it requires for you to be a legal resident of that place. So you just have a place of domicile. In some states, you can file a certificate of domicile um, don't know if that's the case in Alaska, but you're probably pretty darn safe if you just go get a box at a UPS store, a mail mailbox, keep your driver's license in Alaska. As you said, it's good for 10 years. Keep your license plates there. Absentee vote back to Alaska and enjoy your travels around the world. Now, the other question about Social Security. I generally believe most of the time you're better off waiting for as long as you can. You will certainly be better off waiting at least until your full retirement age if you are going to have income that exceeds about $17,000 a year. Because if you have income that exceeds that, then for every $2 you earn, your Social Security benefit gets reduced by a dollar, which makes it really unattractive for someone who's got an income what you might want to do split the difference don't go to 70 because your assets may not last probably won't last your whole life without social security but you're living frugally wait until your full retirement age before you start taking social security benefits but uh, if you can wait till 70 if you can make that work i think you're better off because the check is that much bigger it also has to do what we talked about earlier guessing how long do you think you're going to live? What's the longevity like in your family? If people live a long time, you might be better off waiting. If you can make it work with your with your house sitting and pet sitting and the like up until that point, along with the income from your portfolio. Make sure that portfolio gets properly invested, though. Do not take it to an insurance company or a stockbroker who's selling mutual funds. Make sure you either... Put it into a something like a target date fund or go take our risk quiz. Set something up that's right for your level of risk and then take checks from that or get yourself a fee-only, 100% fiduciary all the time advisor. 855-935-8255 is our number, 855-935-TALK. And before we wrap up today, let's sneak in another question. Yes, I am with Raymond James at the time at this time and i keep getting fisher investments to call me and tell me how much better they are than raymond james um i've got over six hundred thousand, and i am trying to figure out if maybe i want to change or maybe not what can you tell me well it wouldn't be like jumping from the frying pan into the proverbial fire but it would kind of be like jumping from a cast iron skillet to a teflon skillet because either way, you're still going to end up getting a little bit burned or singed, I believe. Uh, Raymond James. You know, again, this is generalizing. Raymond James is a stock brokerage firm. 
They sell products generally on commissions. They do do some fee-based work, but they charge really high fees for that. You you don't have the kind of money to get the the lowest end of their fees, which are even even there are higher than most really good 100% fiduciary advisors. Now, Fisher is a 100% fiduciary advisor. They are only a registered investment advisor. They don't sell commission products. However, their fees are a little bit higher than I would like to see. And what I really don't like about Fisher is that they are stock pickers. They do not believe in asset class investing, in modern portfolio theory. They pick stocks. And while they do not publish their track record, there was a time not too long ago when they had a publicly traded mutual fund. They quickly got rid of that because the results for that publicly traded mutual fund were pretty darned awful. They did really badly and they didn't want the public to be able to see that. So I believe that may be indicative of what's still going on. And they do seem like they're a high pressure organization. I got to tell you, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't work if, if it was my money. I wouldn't work with either of them i again as i told the previous caller i would find a 100 percent fiduciary fee only investment advisory firm 100 percent fiduciary no conflicts that they do not fully disclose and that don't involve selling commission products including insurance products they should not be sellers of insurance products or securities they should follow academically based research and they should charge 1% or less, and the funds they put you into should cost you half a percent or less. So you need to find one of those. Once again, our number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And also just wanted to let you know that the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Tom and I will be back in the studio again, taking your calls live it is going to be a great opportunity to get in because it's Thanksgiving weekend. So um, if you want to call and talk with us live, remember that starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time, goes until 5 p.m. That's noon to 2 Pacific, 855-935-TALK. If you want to send us questions online, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the contact button and send us a question there also check out our videos we've got some video classes up at talkingrealmoney.com and lots of other great stuff you can take our risk quiz you can set up an appointment with one of our advisors or an advisory team to talk about your stuff even if you don't even if you don't become a client you're not going to be pressured to do anything with us we are not a high pressure sales organization we do not believe in it we are not trying to become billionaires we're not Tom and I just want to make a living and help you. 855-935-TALK, talkingrealmoney.com. Check it all out. Tell a friend or two or 10 or a 1,000, okay, a 100, about the podcast. Please, please, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts because the more people who subscribe, the more people who will listen. And this is an important show. Everybody should be hearing it. Thanks for being there. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. 
to realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 